Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, Pure Sex Radio listeners. Jonathan Darty here with the final episode in our four-part series on whole man recovery with Matt Winger. In today's episode, we will explore the spiritual element of whole man recovery. We will attempt to answer the following questions about this element. One, what is the element? Two, what effect does it have on addiction, on relationships, on identity? Three, how does recovery address this element? Four, What might health and wholeness look like for this element in one's life? Matt Winger is the Clinical Director of Boulder Recovery. To learn more about Matt and Boulder Recovery, visit boulderrecovery.com. For additional resources for men, visit bebroken.org slash men, or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now let's jump into this fourth and final element of whole man recovery with Matt Winger. All right, Matt Winger, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. All right, here we are. Um, We are on our fourth session in this four-part kind of mini-series on Uh, the four key elements of the self that are part of whole man recovery. Um, If you could, can you briefly kind of give us a a, a real quick recap of what all the four elements are? And then this one, we're really going to be focusing on the spiritual self. Yeah. So we've been talking about the physical, the intellectual, emotional, and spiritual, and all those parts of what it means to be human are outlined both in in the scriptures and just our everyday experience of like what we encounter, you know, and and what we think makes up what it means to be a human, kind of that apparentness to it, right? And our physical is just, you know, how our body reacts to our environment, intellectual, how we think about our environment, emotional, how we feel about what's going on in our environment. And spiritual is, well, what is our soul connection to our environment what it resonates with us on that deep uh level that interconnected level from person to person to from person to nature from person to god what is um that what is uh brokenness look like in that and what does recovery look like in that yeah so you may have already answered the first question around the spiritual self of just kind of giving a definition. Is there anything else that you'd want to add to what you said about just defining what is the spiritual self? Yeah, I think it's a, yeah, it's what I said. It's that interconnected uh, part of us um, connected to others, connected to ourselves, connected to God. It's how we perceive our world on a different plane than just the physical, right? Of, of the way things strike us and resonate within us. Um, I think we all have to wrestle with that part of what it means to be human 
because there's something looking out of our eyeballs. And what do you call that? And what do you do with that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So how then can the spiritual part of us uh, be broken or distorted? Yeah. Well, for the Christian man, I think what happens is um, there is a brokenness to our spiritual connection with our world through the sheer nature of the dichotomy of addiction, right? Of what I'm doing over here in the dark and what other people see. And for Christian men in recovery, that difference can be very, very stark, right? Of, you know, no one can see what's happening over here in my addiction because if they did, they would reject me and they would, you know, I would be tarred and feathered or, or whatever. And what they see over here for Christian men struggling with sex addiction is a very cleaned up version of what's going on in my world. And maybe I'm going to church and maybe, maybe I'm even super religious and very cleaned up and very rigid and very um, black and white in the way that I see things. And people may even look up to me. My kids may even look up to me spiritually as, as I seem to have all the answers or, or whatever it is in my spirit. But internally, internally, I have feelings of being a fraud and a hypocrite and a deep distance with God. Um, And there are times for men that are in addiction that they feel close to God in repentance and in sorrow over their behavior. But those are immediately followed by more acting out. And, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. But the main brokenness is how can I really truly connect with myself when I'm on a spiritual level, when my life is dominated by a destructive behavior? And how do I then relate to God when I'm doing things that I know are outside um, his design for what it means to be a human? Yeah. So how then does that distortion and brokenness of the spiritual self, how does that affect things like identity, the formation of relationships, and even the formation of an addiction? Yeah. Well, I think in our identity, what we're forced to reckon with then is what is my real relationship with God? What is God's relationship towards me? Does he think that I'm bad? Does he think that I'm shameful? Does he think that I am deserving of wrath and punishment? Um, Does he think I need to get it together? Right. And, And basically what I am dealing with is a version of um, the trauma from my family of origin or from my childhood, right? That God has become this kind of stand in for the wounds of my past. And he, and he's out to get me or he has his back turned to me and he doesn't really pay attention to me and he's cold towards me or indifferent or, or capricious, right? He's there one minute, he's gone the next, right? And these are all just uh, shadows of the trauma that we've experienced, right? And we put that onto God almost subconsciously and then deal with him that way. And our identity becomes someone who's um, an outcast from him. And we become isolated from God. We become isolated from ourselves. And we're kind of spiritually homeless as we try to fake it spiritually in our world. Yeah. Now, in your in the last session, we were talking really about the emotional self, 
can you talk for a second about the the closeness of the emotional self to the spiritual self, but also the distinction maybe between the emotional self and the spiritual self, if you could even say there is one? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. You know, I think the way that I relate to God, the way that I connect with him, the way that I connect with other people on a spiritual level and develop intimacy spiritually is all distorted because of my inability to um, connect with that real part of me, because I, I, I feel like the shame and the behaviors are all distorting or placing distance between, between me and God, which isn't necessarily, well, I want to be really careful. How I put this, but for a Christian man, okay. Someone who is uh, chosen and redeemed and, um, has been bought by the blood of the cross, right? That is no longer true that my sin separates me from God because Romans 8, 38 and 39 says that nothing can separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Height, depth, powers, you know, death, you know, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Jesus. Right. But, but what happens in, in our spiritual life and that spiritual part of us, we'd start to disbelieve the gospel for ourselves, that it can be true for everybody else, but not for me. That, that God loves everybody, but not me. That salvation is by grace, but I have to earn it. I have to clean up my act to become acceptable to this wrathful or indifferent God who is only really going to keep me safe and pay attention to me if I do the right thing. All right, so and then I get sucked in to this hyper-religious, hyper-performative, um, superstitious relationship to God where I do the right thing and good things happen to me and I do bad and God is, comes out. And gets me. And I can't exist as a fully formed emotional being in that in that context, right? So it's it's too mechanical, right? So my relationship with God is transactional. And um you you might ask somebody, what is it that God feels about you when he looks at you? And they'd be blown away by that question. Yeah. So let's talk then about how does recovery then address this issue of the spiritual self? For a Christian man, recovery ultimately has to end in the renewal of our spiritual self. Because in an eternal way, that is the most real part of us. That is the part of us that will exist forever, even if we die and are buried in the ground and disintegrate, that our soul is um, the most real and enduring part of us. And it has to be renewed if there's any hope of being renewed at all. Um, That I was designed to be in relationship with God. My core spiritual self was designed to relate to God and that God's one of God's primary natures and primary characteristics is a God of revelation. That his desire is to relate to us, that the glory of God is in the face of Jesus Christ, is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians, I think. The glory of God is in the face of Jesus Christ, that that God is primarily a or one of his main features of who he is, is to relate. God is always relating. 
in scriptures and in, in, in nature, in the person of Jesus Christ. He is always relating to you. He is always relating. And our design and our the function of our creation is to relate and glorify him, to relate to him, to be in relationship with him. Um, and so when I get free of these shame messages and I can heal the, what's going on in my brain and I can start to free up what's happening in my body and get in touch with that, then I can now begin to relate to God intimately in all of those facets of where is God with me in my sadness and my hurt and my anger and my loneliness? Where is God communicating to my to, to me and my body? It's like, oh man, I was just feeling this the other day. I was excited to get up and to spend time with God. And that excitement manifested itself in my chest. That I was like, I could feel it like a lightness in my body that like, oh, I can't wait to spend time with, with the Lord this morning. There's something that I wanted to just spend time and, and meditate and marinate on in the presence of Jesus. And I was, I felt that in my chest. Isn't that crazy? You know, when, when these things integrate and you know what happens there on a deep level, I know I, I'm monologuing a bit here, Jonathan, but what I believe is happening and, and what a lot of uh, Christian mystics and spiritualists that go all the way back to, you know, Ignatius and Augustine are saying is that God's spirit, which he's implanted in us, is responding to the call of God's spirit. And so in that way, God's spirit is prompting us from behind and calling us forward from in front of us. And it is the work of God's spirit that is manifesting in our joy and our emotions to spend time with him and our excitement in our body as we imagine what that will, will be like and in our intellect as we get to um, take in the information of the scriptures and, and to imagine and, and to think about them, right? So yeah. in that way, the spiritual recovery encapsulates all of what it means to be a Christian man in recovery. Yeah, you know, as we as we kind of wrap up this four-part series here, I would love it if you could kind of give us that summary of the integration then of all of these four elements of the self, because we've been talking about each of them individually, but what has come up in every single session is the reality that they are not separated from one another, they can't be. So yeah. can you can you give us one kind of recap of the four elements and why it's so important that we see that whole man recovery or whole man renewal has to include all four of these. Absolutely. Well, imagine the, the, uh, the, the ideal self, right? The, 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 the person that God created, right? Is it, is it, is four circles, right? And like a Venn diagram, they all overlap in different ways, but there's one spot kind of in the center where they all, they all touch. Okay. And if you have that image of in your mind of those four circles and the Venn overlaps there, um, what happens in, in trauma and addiction is that certain circles are no longer allowed to exist, right? Our emotions are too dangerous. You know, our body is too dysregulated. So we're just going to cut those parts out, right? And our spiritual is disconnected. So that part goes out. And so all we're left with are our thoughts. All we're left with are our negative thoughts and our ability and our attempts to try to wrestle addiction to the ground. And that's why we start with our thinking because that's the most accessible thing because it's, it's the only one of the four that, that is left. And even though it's been distorted by addiction, right? Um, what we do in recovery then is in, 
is imagine as we start over here with our physical and our intellectual, we begin to open up all parts of who we are so that we're allowed to let our emotions exist and inform our thoughts and inform how we feel and in, inform our relationship with God. And as each part begins to heal and open up and be exposed to trauma therapy and to spiritual healing that we that we do in our work together, then what what opens up is that center spot, right? Where they all overlap. And there, that is where I am most connected, most authentic, most in that place of conduit of God's presence, God's desires, God's will for my life and who he created me to be. And oh man, wouldn't we all love to live in that sweet spot for as often as you know as we can and for as many hours in a day as we can? And ultimately, I think that's what heaven in a way will be, right? Mm-hmm. As we experience all of who God created us to be. But that that's recovery, right? Where I get to experience all those parts of who I am and then and then also experience those um uh, you know, divine moments, right? That I get to be all of who God created me to be, right? And there's that famous line from uh, Chariots of Fire, right? Where he says, uh, I think Little, Charles Little or something, I forget his name. But he says, God made me fast and I feel his pleasure when I run. God made me fast. I feel his pleasure when I run. And, 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 and you can say, God made Matt a therapist and I feel God's pleasure when I help guys uh, find recovery and therapy and in their relationship with God. Right. So, you know, when we, when each one of us gets to say that thing, God made me this and I feel his pleasure when I, this mm-hmm. and man, w- what a joy if, if more men could experience, you know, the completion of those sentences. You know? Yeah. Well, as we, as we wrap up, Matt, thank you so much for just, bringing this to us, sharing it with us, uh, where can guys go to dive even deeper into their own personal whole man recovery? Yeah. So boulderrecovery.com is the way to find us in our 14 day uh, trauma intensive for men struggling with porn and sex addiction. Um, Yeah. Check us out. Call our um, admissions team. That's our goal, right? Is to bring men into a deeper, more authentic connection with themselves their families and with God. And um, it's my joy to do that all of the time. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Matt. It's been great to have you in these sessions. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Jonathan. And listeners, we're always glad that you're with us. And uh, for those resources, we're going to have all that in the show notes. And uh, please reach out to us if you want to help on just taking your next best step in recovery. Look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.